Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's the Middle Page Podcast, uh, powered by Blast Music 24-7 and Esoterica Entertainment. I'm Sharita C.W. Dela Cruz, your host, and um, we're in the house. Um, Middle Page Podcast is dedicated to um, giving light, shedding light on middle-aged life and the wonders of it and the concerns, but we work it out with encouragement and expression. Tonight, we have uh just a multifaceted individual he's a poet uh well known he is a organizer um host of um a great poetry venue um in north carolina we're just gonna let him tell all of the things about himself joseph churchwell what up what up what up hey what's going on man how are you Ah, man, it's Tuesday, um, and it's Tuesday, yeah. Right. One day, one day past Monday. Um, thank you for allowing me to be here, too. Appreciate you. It's my pleasure. Um, I like to definitely highlight people who are doing the work, doing the thing, and um, you definitely do your thing. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about how, how you started? Um, where you from? Things of that nature, where you reside at this point. Oh, man. Let me see. Um, how I started, um, I guess I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, born and raised. Uh, I am now in Durham, North Carolina. I moved here um 2006 uh december 27 2006 um and i have been uh i guess you could say i've been in the the arts field for a long time uh 30 plus years as a poet um and see 10 close to 20 years doing graphics um on the side but uh officially now a brick and mortar venue building um um, so yeah the man um i guess been doing a lot like life like life is life and at the end of the day you know it's so much between um doing poetry which is where which is my baby um facet of those and then just being an entrepreneur, leaving the engineering world in 2019, um, electrical design work, which is why I'm in North Carolina, to only be a graphic designer um, and and helping other businesses, uh, small business, young, uh, big business thrive and see what can, what I can't do to be a help for them. Um, you know, and, and, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cool. What's the name of the... Um the venue that you host you still host uh i am still hosting um i haven't done it so a lot of people know i do erotic shows i haven't done erotic shows since last year um back to that kind of lost my um kind of lost my spirit uh had some family issues and lost a friend and lost my father and then running my, my condolences so starting a event space not event space we run an event space and wind up leaving the event space Mm-hmm. Um, just some, you know, just getting things to where I am now. And so, but I actually am back hosting City Soap and Mike Cafe, which will be 11 in January. Um, no. Yes, will be 11. Congratulations. Right. 11 years old. Um, it's, you know, 
to still be able to be relevant and still give people an opportunity to express themselves a platform for poets. Um, you know, I've been able to see the some of the the, the stars of Durham G. Yamazawa's one, you know, Kane mm-hmm. um, um, you know, just seeing some great people come from the open mic perspective and do great things, you know, um, and just being still connected to all the poets not just here but in the area in the area north carolina atlanta um i still contact you know i'm still in contact with jay ivy um and, mm-hmm. Vince, and you know in georgia me and red storm still so you know it's 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 me you know i'm still i'm still church the poet i just don't don't spit as much as i used to um but i'm still connected still connected good good wonderful so what made you decide to leave the traditional workforce and go into business for yourself? Um, did you enjoy being an electrical engineer? And what 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 kind of you know put you in a position to do something different? Um, if, if I want to be honest, so <laughs> I went to school. I didn't want to go to school for it. I didn't um, want. To, I was like, you know, it's gonna make me money. Um, and a couple, when I guess, you know, before I moved here to uh, North Carolina, I was done. I had left corporate America. I was started lawn service, you know, and I was cutting grass and I was like, I enjoyed that because it gave me my freedom, my time. Um, but yeah. you know, things changed and, you know, trying to provide for a family, trying to get, you know, get stuff up and going. So I jumped back in, um, and do it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't going to be what I wanted to do, I wasn't going to do it long, but I wind up doing mm-hmm. it all the way up for the next 13 plus years. Good, you know, from being a, some of the things you may see, I, my last huge uh, project um, it was the airport. I actually helped design the new airport. Uh, the lighting, the power, the fire alarm that's in there. Nice. Um, and the next one, um, I moved from doing electrical design work to doing uh, cell phone towers. Um, and so cell phone towers, I was part of the T-Mobile transition. So all the towers that are new, I was part of putting those up, uh, designing them and tell it where it's going to go and transitioning that. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, I had an opportunity to uh, I've been doing graphics uh, for years. Went to school uh, in 2008, uh, graduated 2010, um, and had opportunity to keep going. And later on in that 2019, I won a contest for a logo for the 50th anniversary for the Durham um, Bembe Festival. Mm-hmm. So for me, knowing I had won, I started prepping myself right. to get to a point where my name's out here, um, stay connected, get connected. Uh, in that same year, I did the 120th 20th anniversary logo for the Mutual Building. It was North Carolina Mutual, which is part of the Black uh, Wall Street. So I, able, mm-hmm. I was able to put my mark on that. Um, and so it kind of got to a point where it was May, May 6th day after mm. single to mayo that monday it was like you know it's it i'm not going back 
and I didn't go back. It was just, you know, I ain't gonna say it was was easy. No, I ain't gonna say that. Um, but it, I knew if I kept going to something daily, I was gonna continue to be unhappy. And you know, mm-hmm. you know, we have to realize that in life, we have to choose happiness sometimes, whether it's financial, whether it's security, mental. If you don't choose you, you're going to always find a way to keep working for something you don't love. And I didn't love engineering, but I was Mm. good at it. I'm great at graphics. You know, it became not a hobby, the more it became a job and it became a way of life. And I switched the two. I had to switch your mindset. It's perspective. People don't understand if you look at things differently in perspective. How can I make the same money that I'm making doing my job versus doing my hobby? And when you that part. out, then it it starts, it, it becomes easier. I was making 30, like $35 an hour. If I charge somebody $25 for one t-shirt and I did it in 20 minutes, now do another shirt in another 20 minutes, I've already eclipsed what I would have got paid one hour at a job working for somebody I don't know. Hmm. When you put it into perspective that way, yeah. that makes you think. A lot yeah. of people, you know, think about the big jump. They go from the thought to the big picture and it's like, oh my gosh, it's such a far cry. But when you put it into perspective like that, you literally, like you said, um, doubled your worth for that right. hour. And the thought, you know, like I don't, people, some people may know, you know, I was married, got divorced. And then you realize when you get divorced, you simplify your life mm-hmm. what i don't have to have what i gotta have you know what i'm saying and then when you get to a point in life where you're living on the necessities versus the things you want what's my bills right. what can i do how do i bring this down it's rent it's a phone it's a car well i can get rid of a car payment by a car from the auction and now I don't have a car payment. You say, how do I how do I minimize? So when I know how much I gotta make, that's what I'm shooting for. If no, if people thought about it in this way, two hundred dollars a day times thirty days is six thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Correct. And that sounds real good. <laughs> to make two hundred dollars a day, what can I do? It's simple. Well, what can you do to make $50 a day? What can you do to make $50 an hour? What can you do? What can you do to make more than what they're paying you on your job? You just hit me in my chest, buddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your time. I, that's one thing, you know, me and my ex, we we would she was like, Oh, you know, you may even get it, go back and get the engineering job. And I was like, Your daughter may need me at three o'clock. I can't get off at three. Mm-hmm. I gotta call somebody. Like you know what I'm saying, like start start giving you like this is. I don't have to go to work to work a nine to five when my time is more precious. I don't have to ask nobody to get off. I ain't gonna ask nobody to do to come in late. Mm-hmm. I ain't gotta check in on nobody. I gotta make sure I'm good. I, my work ethic is. My, it's also work ethic. I would tell you that it's worth work ethic. Uh, 
if you ain't about the work, go go work for somebody else. Go right. clock in every day. Because what if you're not making them, if you're not going out here to make the money, you're not gonna make no money. You sitting on your hands, twiddling your thumbs, you know, and and that's not it's not gonna help you. Which, you know, I have multiple streams of income because mm-hmm. I have types of businesses. You know, so that's the other thing. You gotta find something that you like to do. If you don't like it, don't you ain't gonna do it. You know, mm-hmm. I try to do stick. it. You ain't gonna stick to it. I tried to be a um, a travel consultant. I like to travel, <laughs> but I don't want to be that trying to find people who want to travel. Like I just want to go. Right. <laughs> you want to go? That's it. Now that I yeah. got you to buy into this program, so that wasn't good for me. Sales is a bunch of rebuttals, at least right. two, and yeah. you know you don't feel like sitting here trying to convince somebody to do something they otherwise wouldn't want to do or have a heart for it. Um, Real quick, I want to say, just to be transparent a bit because of how you stated what you stated in reference to being entrepreneurial minded. Um, Of course, at one point in time, I was, I said, I'm just gonna leave my job that I had been working so hard for. And um, I went to security after, after my grandfather, my dad died, I had to refocus on what was important at the time. And I said, you know what? I'm about to hit the road. I'm about to do this with the uh, vegan desserts and my cooking brand, which still exists. And I still cook, but not to the capacity that I was because I've gone back to work. I got scared. I want to just say thank you for being a great example of what that looks like to really just take the leap and go out here and get it. You know what I'm saying? For yourself, for your family. You can. And that's like people, like even in your situation, once you get clients and clientele, they're repeat. Mm-hmm. My most of my business is repeat customers. Because once I do something well for you, you're going to send somebody else. You know, and if some, you were making desserts and they're vegan, do you know mm-hmm. that right now? You know, people are looking for all types of vegan. Right now, I'm happy to be looking for stuff that I, because I can't have no sugar right now. And I want I want to eat some food. I can't well, go. We definitely going to hook up because yeah. when you try it, you're going to like it. It was really, really great. It still is really great. Um, I, I intend on cooking during homecoming, auntie's homecoming. Jiho, greatest homecoming on earth. It's coming up at the end of the month here mm-hmm. in, in um, Guilford County. So, you know, I'm going to, you know, hit the road with those uh, desserts a couple times that week when I'm not working and um, just see, you know, put my foot back in the water. You know, um, I, I just get really excited just to hear people live in their dreams because um, it's so important for us to be happy, especially, and you know, I always have to take it back to middle age, not to remind us that we're aging, but I want to remind us that we are consistently in a growth pattern. I think like you were saying earlier about putting things into perspective, not wanting to be involved with something that somebody else wants you to be involved in, um, not to speak too heavily on um, your former domestic situation, but you know, you have to be in the same realm of thinking with an individual. Um, and I'm pretty sure as the man of your household, it gave you a little bit of strife, almost to the point, like you said, it was kind of disheartening that you didn't want to continue in the traditional workforce because you wouldn't have been able to, you know, tend to your daughter's needs at the capacity in which you like to, or do other things that you really wanted to. 
um, that engineering kept you from? Let, let me tell you, I I think the I, first time I took a vacation was this this year. I've taken more time off work. Uh, I took one last year for my birthday, but that was the only mm -hmm. time I take some time off. But to be able to actually go somewhere for multiple days. <laughs> Listen, how that sounds. Yeah. And you had time. You had time at work at your traditional workforce job mm -hmm. that you just didn't feel like you could take because of the obligation. Right. Uh, you did, you know, uh, was it loose ends? What's going to happen when I come back? What messes will I have to clean up uh, when I get back? Who can I leave to do it like me? while i'm gone you know and whenever we're whenever you're i guess um i can't say what kind of individual it is but we seem like to be the same type of individual um we like to make sure that things are uh the way they need to be In and order. you know it, there it is and then when they're not it's like ah oh, you know, especially if I actually took time to put it in order and then it gets in a disarray it's like first i'm pissed and then i have to fix it and then I'm abandoning other things that I should be doing with this time to fix a thing, you know, so. Oh, a lot, a lot, like, even with that, so I've learned that I can't get pissed about it, <laughs> you know, because it, it makes you have a, it, it takes energy to be pissed about something. You got to walk in, okay, it didn't work, solution-based, how can I fix it? Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with these t-shirts I've been doing, FedEx and UPS have changed my times and I have to go and fix that. But if mm. I'm pissed about it, I'm taking up more time being pissed and making the solution. If you're solution-based, everything you do now has to have a solution. It doesn't have to have a problem. It's just solution. What is it that I can do to make it better? So you're not trying to figure out what's wrong before it even starts what is the next you know i think sometimes we think about even in business and life what's going to go wrong before i even start that's a tedx talk you i know. need you to go ahead and fix your points <laughs> and get you a tedx talk right there that right there yeah. that will eat <laughs> i'm so serious we we know that it, everything could go wrong but if you know in and everything we talk about life like if even in, in in business in dating in friendships i know that someone could mess around and make me not happy okay i know mm. that going in but if i calculate that prior i'm putting that into the atmosphere this is mm. about to go wrong it's not going to be good i gotta have a backup plan before i even start but you mm. ain't started but you already got a uh you got problems in your head and now you got to find solutions to something that's not there mm. rather than taking a step and just say all right i'm about to do this and then you work the problems out there's there's a path that we can take someone's done it already mm. nothing we do is super new somebody tried it already or like if, there, if there's a way to reinvent something we've reinvented Right. But there's certain things we come up that are, that is new and that's ours, you know. But somebody else didn't try it. How do mm. you how do you put it? How do you make it your own? You know, like 
being I, I do graphics and t-shirts, everybody and mama started doing graphics and t-shirts during the pandemic. What set me apart from everybody else? Because I am a graphic designer. I can make the design. I don't have to go to Etsy. I don't have to go to Shopify. I Fiverr. Food. Right. You know what I'm saying? I design my own. So I'm a customizer. I customize stuff. I make it look like you can send the same shirt to me and you're going to do it your way and I'm going to do it my way. Right. There's no That's telling why. you, you know. That's why I stuck with you for so long with the flyers for the nouns and verb poetry. Like it was just so, it just really stuck out. And just the way that you utilize the program and software. Cause I mean, anyone that knows the work can identify the type of program or whatever someone uses. Just like someone can hear sounds on a motif keyboard on different beats, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so I've never seen anyone do the graphics the way that you did them with the overlays, all this, that, and the third. That And that is definitely a design technique that um, is unique to your company. What's the name of your company again? JRC3 Designs. We are rebranded uh, re in 2017, 18, actually. Uh, I used to be Jablaze Pro. Um, and so I rebranded, um, went to Joseph. My name is Joseph R. Churchwell III. So I, JRC3 is mm -hmm. where JRC stands for. Um, and, you know, I, I, when I first started doing graphics, that's the one thing I wanted to learn to do was blend. Because I don't mm -hmm. like you put a you can put a picture and you can tell. I don't want you to be able to tell that it was a picture that wasn't made. That was supposed to go that together. And right. so that became how I'm perfect. I'm going to do that. Because I, I don't want to just use one picture. I want to use multiple. And I want you to know that they will blend it without being blended. Um, and I'm proud of myself on that. Like, I got a, um, there is a flyer that I've got 20 pictures blended together. You couldn't tell they didn't already put together. Mm. You know, um, and I, it's just technique. It's just trying to, trying to, you know, perfect something, you know, because everybody can do, you know, everybody can do certain types of graphics. I, used, I also was a one-off person. I like to do one-offs. I'm not a template person. I don't, man, I don't like doing, I don't, mm -mm. I've lost some business because I won't do templates. Like, because they, they want the, they want the uniform look. Right. But when you're dealing with a designer, when you're dealing with a designer, you have to go with their flow as far as what they are given when the description is given. I can give an example. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't. I know you've done so much work, but we did at least work together for about a year <clears throat> on the nouns and verb flyers. And so, you know, when you did uh, when DS Will was my feature, the way you laid that down, you know, what I'm saying. But then you came oh, back around. Man. Oh my God! And then when you came back around and did the um, reggae vibes. Uh, flyer and you put all the Caribbean island flags on my flyer. I'm like, what in the world? And all I did was just describe it to you in words. And you took it and you, you just reimagined my words with a visual. It was just, yeah, that, that, that you just really do have a knack for what you do. Uh, that It's a gift and a curse. But that's, that's the other side of, you know, I'm a creative. Like I, because um, because I used to do engineering, everything had to be 
to the to the point to the the decimal to the mm-hmm. everything had to be correct i do that every day so when it came to hearing somebody describe their vision you got to get that out your head i gotta listen to it and i gotta put it in, mm-hmm. i gotta start working on it so um which is they talk i don't you know i don't talk about this, the old stuff but years ago they gave a test to even go to school for what i was doing and oh, they wow. made us put dots on a box in your head like they just gave they randomly said how put these dots in this order on a box but you got to fold the box in your head so you got to know what's on the other side of the box what dots are going to lay how it lays and i scored i think i got a 96 out of 100 on this wow. test, 30 boxes that you had to fold and put these dots on the other side. Into like a 3D cube. It would have to eventually become a 3D cube. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. And so that That's was wild. and so that became something like, yo, I gotta think about it, how you do it, how you how you fold how you fold a box and have these what it supposed to look like on the other side. Um, I don't wanna play chess with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny that I sit down and play chess, but I I'm not that good at chess. Only because I'm look. I think for people who play chess, that's their goal. And so we talk. It's about we're gonna, we're gonna get into time management. A okay, let's talk chess, about it. A game of chess for me feels like I could have done three hours worth of work. Hmm. That's perspective. Only because now those three hours mean so much more. If I was getting paid on the clock for three hours to play chess, <laughs> that I, part. Um, but because I have to plan my day accordingly and mm-hmm. still do work and get paid for the work, it's it's changed. Like I know what I have to get done versus I'm just waiting here for my clock time to, to expire you know and it, and it's like entrepreneurship is isn't for everyone but um it's it's so rewarding when you can see the fruits of your labor like i can see the fruits of my labor i can see what i'm doing. like i can you know now i'm jumping in and doing shirts for for schools i'm in the school system doing shirts i got another school called me today you know what i'm saying I get to see the kids wear these shirts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of like you know when we went to high school and you know the the designs or whatever the shirts. People keep these memorabilia for years. You can have people wearing your designs for years to come. You know, yeah. that is really mm-hmm. amazing. So you know, that's that. I enjoy what I do. You know, um, I do wish one. I let a job go that I wish I hadn't, but I get some stuff to happen. But I wanted to do billboards. Oh, I was like, can you imagine my work on a billboard all the way down the highway? You can't revisit. You can't revisit that account. Um, that was as an independent contractor. It was two years ago, and um, and it's when uh, it was. I just found out was Grace was coming, and mm. the job was in Philly. And I was like, I can't leave. You know, you can go back and forth, but I was like, yeah, I can't leave. But I, you know, that that would have been something I would have been it. it just would have changed. You know, ten years 
could change a whole perspective of life and stuff. But well, well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into family life and or fatherhood to whatever degree you would like to speak on it in just a second. I want to ask you real quick before we go to our artist spotlight. Um, what other endeavors do you involve yourself in in the community where you live? I want to say um, you work with uh, Dasana Hanu and uh, a lot of the poets out there. Can you tell us about that part of your um, uh, experience and skill set? Um, so my experience uh, with my brother Dasana um, Hanu. Um, that is my ace, my uh, my business partner. Uh, me and him have a theater company called Black Portrait Theater, um, mm-hmm. where we decided um, back in 2007 that we want to change how you saw poetry. Um, I wanted to change it. I just got him all involved. He just started. <laughs> thinking about it. Um, right. But he um, he heard the vision that I had, um, and it started there like for me moving to a whole new city and finding someone that I knew, but connecting in a way we connected. Um, I I ask poets all the time, who's your design? Like who's your person mm-hmm. you bounce thoughts off? Who's your person you can get in the car and ride with? Who's your person that you can just have a conversation with? It has to do with poetry, but sometimes not about poetry. Um, but because of what we've been doing, that we've been able to be a a real feel, uh, I guess not say just founders, but a, a real catalyst. Ca- yeah, a catalyst for poets here in the area. Like it's mm-hmm. a way for them to see us still involved. Like we didn't retire, we didn't give up, we didn't stop coming out. We're still at the forefront of the movement of what poetry is in the area. Right. And a lot of us from, and we're not just North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? This. I got still got connects in Tennessee. I still got connects in Richmond, DC, yeah, Atlanta. Like I can hop, I call LA and hop on a plane, go spit poetry in love because one of the people that used to be here that I was connected with lives in LA now. You know what I'm saying? So okay. that's types of you 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 span the globe with art. Art is a form of word, it's a form of therapy. You know, I say poetry is my therapy. Because at times you can't afford to go talk to a therapist. So you can talk to this notebook and I can come out and I can sit. You can sit on the couch and be my therapist so I can write and say what's on my heart. And yeah. when I started doing poetry, I was doing it because I was going through stuff. I had to get stuff off my chest. I was I was probably one of the angriest black poets you ever seen because I had <laughs> when you first started you were like yeah, an angry I, black poet man, they, they used to get up and be like this is a family show after me they, <laughs> I I was yeah <laughs> but see what but see what it has done it has it's created a more peaceful joyful individual through poetry and the arts Um, it created a, a peaceful joyful because I couldn't take those poems in the schools Mm. Oh, so I had to be like, oh, I need versatility, right? So for <laughs> the longest, I would challenge people to be like, take that same cuss word you would use, and find three other words to replace it. And that—that's a challenge in itself. You know what I'm saying? 
And that makes you, that makes you think, oh, okay, well, I don't have to use this cuss word or I don't have yeah. to use this. You know what I'm saying? You can actually form a different sentence by not putting that one word in there and it changes. You know, you got to think about it now. Um, but because of what we've been able to do, you know, the writing workshops, the be able to, we took the idea of the, um, the theater, mm-hmm. let people send us their plays. And if it was worthy, we put your play on and let you see okay. your words in, you know, on the stage. Uh, we we produce at least five different people's plays over our over our years, and we write all our work is all original. We don't we don't do any up do do nobody else's work that's been done already. This is all original works. Um, so you couldn't bring us the color purple. You bring us the right. color blue, and we'll form it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But we can't take the color purple. That's not what we're doing. Um, but we also. When you know you think about going to a play and you hear singing, you know we we want instead of singing, I wanted to have poems, right? Um, and that's what it was, you know. Uh, so yeah, I think it, poetry has its placement, and it doesn't have to be stationary. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be to live in one zone or whatever it is. It has to do nothing but be poetry. And it's that's black and white, that's colorful, that's braille. You know, people, it's funny that you don't think about it, but imagine someone having to read your poem through braille. That means I can touch you with never touching you. You gotta touch my words. That's a different type of, of thought. Like, how many people, yeah, right? The concept of, of being able to see the vision of not just being a poet, but see as a curator, you're creating a space. And that space, our our space, I tell, I laugh and tell people, this City Soul or and Old Words of Wisdom is me and Desan's relationship. Mm-hmm. That's how we, that's how we interact. That's how we had a good time. We don't, you know, if you there and with us, cool. But we here to have a good time and spit some poems and enjoy ourselves. And it's lump fun and laughter. When it's that's what poetry is. It's, it's fun and it's laughter and it's a good time. Yeah, City Soul is a great time. Y'all always have fun out there. And the the crowd, and no, I, I don't know what it is. On any given night, the crowd is just so engaged. And I think that you and Desan actually, you know, kind of cultivated and curated a space where people know to come and listen, know to come and learn and know to come and be entertained, but take away from it some type of experience that they can keep for themselves. Um, I I think we're about to go into our artist spotlight, but we'll just continue on Um, real quick. I want to ask you, and you've mentioned your daughter at least twice. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about your daughter and uh, uh, what, what prompted you to be such a great dad? Now, that least, might sound crazy, but, you know, the society we live in, you know, we, we, we don't want to be like giving people cookies for doing the right thing or the thing that they're supposed to do. But um, you're a great dad. Tell us. Tell us about fatherhood for you. Um, oh, hold on. Hold on just a second. I think we're about to do our. Artist Spotlight. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, let's go ahead and do an artist spotlight before you get into that because I don't want to interrupt you. All right. All right, guys. Sorry. There we go. All right. <laughs> so the artist spotlight tonight is our boy Yamasani, and this one is called War Room. Let's check it out. Know your history, no herstory, all the lies and the perjury, the despising the first degree murdering, all the journaling under the guise of furthering a country so disturbing. Its word is not worth a Burger King sandwich or merch for purchasing. Pain and hurt is resurfacing, hanging, choking and gurgling. Slave behavior of worshiping slave owners that purposely raped us all perversely. Tear jerking is urgent. The serpent lurks in a person with no emotion or nurturing traits. Only through conversing can we help reverse all this hate. All human shades engage the universal debate. It's we are the same color, matching curtains to drapes And for certain we're great, you might be nervous to shake My hand or give me a hug, but that's perfect, let's take This heavy project slow to properly interpret the weight I'm serious, this ain't no joke, throwing dessert in your face No matter your temple, your mosque, or your church, or your faith It's been what you held, it's been what online trying to create a course like excite bike and saw they overturn road verse weight overnight like women don't have a right to choose what they do with the life like then i heard mary miller say thank you for saving white life her people tried to cover it like it's an oversight but it's noticeable and clear as day like it's an overbite mary's hate spews for fake jewish cheers obi trice don't support me if you go into battles like yorkie's fight behold the spite me hombre writes he's a showman a snowman frozen the coldest heights my condolences for these moments when my Composure seems to be its lowest And my demeanor appears to be meaner Bleak and ferocious Cause what we did for this world To be treated like this atrocious yeah. Marvel characters based off black gods Hypnosis yeah. If you don't speak on El Kibulon murder You condone it yeah. No more is waiting It's time to stand and take the atonement It's me creating atonement To resonate with God and the God particle Are all laws and all laws articles Of clothing I'm holding my jaw and awe, son Mystified by different lies Stating that we are not awesome Apart from inflation and pandemic we race in a plandestine to erase us from man's heaven on earth on the block this plot was clandestine since birth my girth is of goliath but i'm cunning like david when it all don't add up i'm the sum of my favors i come from a flavor that runs from the blood of the braver the ones that won't waver when god comes what you gonna say bruh did you fight the dark providing the light is your heart colliding with spite did you bark without all of the bite did you talk with all of your might despite all of the judgment my plight strong in his punch your sight wrong and repugnant united God's in abundance, my circumference is of that of Aldebaran, got it from Archangel Michael, I call his hell Metatron, stepping on the neck of Antares, don't disrespect where the star is, I promise I won't stop this till I saw this quantum colossus, I'm Mars in this war, y'all are just novice. We all come from the darkness, we are one with the sun. That's our boy Yamasani with War Room. And if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet or even up and coming comedian that would like some exposure, 
you can go to blastmusic247.com and register for free. But Blast is also looking for the fans. So if you fans that love great music, just like that from Yamasani, you can go ahead and go to blastmusic247.com and also register for free. Blast, changing the industry one artist at a time. All right, y'all, back to y'all. He didn't even punch. I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a fan of music. He didn't even punch that track. We'll talk about that another time. That was crazy. Yamasani is one of my favorite blast music artists. All right. So we're back with Joseph Churchwell. Um, talking about fatherhood. Tell us a little bit about Grace. Um, so I have two. Okay. Um uh, uh, my oldest isn't actually mine, but she, her name is Jada. Okay. Uh, she is 23 now. Uh, and I met her when I'm, and when she was six months old and I've been in her life ever since, um, uh, as a father figure. Um, and so my first relationship with saying, Hey, I wanted to be a father was her and mm. then, you know, getting married and you know having a child you know um it it'll make you rethink it'll make you rethink like shoot because you gotta provide now you gotta you know make things happen and it also um it having grace um gave me grace and Mm. gave me patience just tried to learn to be patient um just back to changing diapers and having to learn to walk and feed and up all day and having to, you know, um, one of the things, <laughs> this is funny. I used to think about having a child or having an animal was was like, nah, I ain't doing that because I don't want to stop my life to go let a dog out. Right. And now it's like you gotta be stop your life to go get your child. You gotta stop what you're doing to be in connected with your child. You have to be there. And like I don't like I I can't see myself ever not wanting to be in my child's life or anyone other child. Like I see that girls who have kids whose fathers aren't around, and I'd be like, how could you not want to be? a father to this kid like this like joy for me like to, i can see mm. that's me that's that's my life that's that's that she has parts of me like she like she has the dose of both graces she's artistic um because she likes art but she's very um her mother is the mother's a doctor um and so she's very straightforward she's very analytical she thinks the mom's you know uh, a therapist too so she mm-hmm. gets both like she has to navigate but she's a she's in piano she's in guitar she's in choir she's in band she's in gymnastics hip-hop oh. you know what i'm saying and now she's actually going out to be a a, a delta gym so she's active okay you know what i'm saying so patience because you gotta go to this stuff. You gotta be patient <laughs> with a child. Yeah. You can't be they don't they they're learning like they're not learning how we learn, so we gotta learn how they're learning. Mm. You know, like having to do this math 
redoing math. Right. I don't. And math, and math, math these days, if you do math the way we used to do it, you get an F. Because they got different formulas. I, I get to, it. Wasn't nothing wrong with the math. Nothing was wrong with the math. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I think, in a, um, but having um, just, uh, um, I'm a girl dad in ice, oh. and I am proud of that. Like, I can say, I accept all of that. Like, I have you done daddy daughter dances yet? We haven't done a daddy daughter dance, but we've done daddy daughter, um, like a formal, it wasn't a dance, it was just we went and sat down and ate and had okay. Um, but that that was enjoyable. I like to dance, like, I love to dress up. So, when we go out, she like the other day, we went somewhere, she's like, I'm wearing red, so I guess that means. She's telling me what she's wearing. And when I show up in red too, she's like, you heard me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm listening because that's a connection. Yeah. But we don't realize we are our daughter's first love. Our daughter's mm. symbol of what relationships look like, you know? And if your relationship with, with the parent isn't, isn't always great, you got to find a way to make it great for your child. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. they don't have to see a bad relationship to know how relationships are. Mm-hmm. Give them love, you know, and make it about them versus whoever you're in relationship with. It's your child comes first, you know. But I stop what I'm doing. My daughter called me like, okay, listen, give me give me a little bit and I'm on the way, you know. Right. Um, and I and I think she understands that, like, you know, my daddy's sees that I'm important. And when I have the discipline, it hurts. Like, man, you know what? I didn't believe that. I didn't understand it. You know, when your parents say, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Man. It do. Man. This. It's a part of yourself. <laughs> and the thing that discipline in them for is typically a behavior you probably had in your youth or in your childhood and it's like oh it's resonated <laughs> I, I just it, I had to go outside and get myself together I was like oh. what? what in the world like you know but it's it's been uh, you know I, I, I wouldn't take anything back I wouldn't you know somebody asked you want any more and I'd be like nah I'm good like I don't need a son to say, you know, I, I'm active and she she doing all she wants. She wanna play a sport, cool. If not. So you couldn't take no, you couldn't take much more of this AAU ball. <laughs> and then the cost of of children and their activities. I have a friend who um has uh, I wanna say a preteen. Mm-hmm. And they're involved in a number of activities, like you stated, your daughter is in. She said she spends about a thousand dollars a semester on outfits, and that's not even including like uh, travel or things of that nature, you know. So it's it's, it's kind of costly. You got to be ready. Yeah, yeah, that, and you can't say no. Like, <laughs> sure, you know. We, we, all right, yeah. <laughs> we sell about nineteen t-shirts this right. time. Right. <laughs> gotta go get them and that's one thing like having her um you know want to be involved like she comes to the shop and want to learn i gotta mm-hmm. you didn't press some shirts 
know? I, she tells me you should make design me this and she'll peel it out in person. You know? And I think well, it's gonna be hers one day anyway, so she gotta right. know the biz. It will. It it truly is. That's the goal, is I wanna leave something for her. You know, mm. not just uh some debt. <laughs> Leave something she can have if she don't want it. Or she can show you, show somebody how to use it or run it, you know. Um, yeah. You know, I just, I want her to be who she wants to be versus who we want her to be. You know, and I think we we, pers- we project our, what we want our kids to be versus mm-hmm. letting them be who they want to be and giving them guidance on how to get there. Versus you're going to be a doctor and you're going to be a lawyer. Or you're going to be an electrical engineer. Uh, (laughs) Listen, that's the funny thing. My parents, when I decided I wanted to go do that, they was like, okay, you sure? But I like to draw. (laughs) That that was one thing I wanted to draw. I drew. Like, I I set that was my, out my head, I drew. Uh, And so I couldn't, they wouldn't let me play football. So mm-hmm. drawing was my activity. You know, I was a basketball player in baseball, which which I wish I had never broke my hand. I'd still mm-hmm. uh, probably continue to play baseball, but you know that was a I was a I was a sport head. I love sports. Still, to, still to this day, don't play as much, which leads us in the other conversation about the health. I don't, you know, I don't get a chance to exercise like I should, in um, which you know um, I am able to say that now um as a result of situation um i am you know i'm learning that i was type 2 diabetic and i don't know how long i've been a type 2 diabetic i can tell you do you recall do you recall eating and then feeling sleepy or eating and just having to have to suddenly urge to go to sleep I'm talking about before you started medicating yourself. Um, if you do, well, so he, so that's because that's how I learned. Because I started like just almost passing out after meals. That's because I was eating anything and everything, including things. <laughs> you know, well, so I, I go. I can go back to uh, some stuff, but you know. <laughs> I used to, you know, I used to think sugar gave you energy, like eating some candy. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Up, it a Snickers didn't do that for me, and so I'm starting to realize it could have been a long time ago. But um, I, you know, if if I had that now, I'm I'm probably not the poster child for sleep. So, None of us are. No, no, I'm not the poster child. Like, <laughs> I make it three to four, and that's it. Me and too, and that's all I need. And my, I get up. I can get off, get right. up without, unless I'm dog tired. Mm-hmm. I can literally do four hours, and my body will wake me up. Right, because mm-hmm. it's not used to that, and that's not healthy. But at the end of it's the day, <laughs> that's my work. I. My worth at habits, ethics. Like the other night, I was up to four and was back up at eight. Like, I know I'm tired. And it hits me, you know, later on, later in the day. Like, I know I had no sleep. And so, you know, this having to now have the medicine 
and you know i'll just you know my numbers were through the roof like through the roof roof like i was close to five Mm. and i'm proud to say on yesterday it was 107. Good, good. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you mind sharing what your A1C was in comparison to what it is now, so well, our, I, our viewers can understand the gravity? Um, so they just I'll share, I'll share mine too if you want. I had not <laughs> I'll check again, so I won't get a chance to check for another three months. But it was mm-hmm. 14 when it's supposed to be close to five. Absolutely. But, right. So you know, and I tell people like, I went. You know, I thought for me. It was the stress of losing my best friend. It's the stress of the, you know, starting a new business, losing my father, you know, being not in a good place mentally, not doing anything that's creative. That's what was causing me stress. And you know, you lose weight when you stressed out. No, that wasn't the case for you. But <laughs> well, I don't because I wasn't. I don't. I eat once a day if I eat mm. once a day, and so you know, it's not. Wasn't Did that was that an intentional intermittent fasting situation, or is this your busy lifestyle cause you to eat once a day? Cause once. So I would get up and I would go straight to the shop, and I'll be working, and then I don't want to leave the shop and drive nowhere to come back. So I'll just stay at the shop, and then I'll be like, mm-hmm. dang, I ain't eat all day, and now I got to try to find something to eat, and it's late, and guess what? I'm and healthy. Can I can can I can I say something real quick? And I was gonna take the I was gonna take the conversation another way, but this is great to hit on right here. We haven't hit on this particular thing in any of the other uh, episodes about people who have been consistently busy most of their lives, and I mean. Middle age is a factor because, of course, our health is starting to do different things and stuff like that. The sleep requirement is more increased and stuff. I'm a busy person. I have been a busy person, but I literally had to put the brakes on my life, right? Simply because I needed sleep that I never knew I needed. I needed to eat better than I ever thought that I needed to. Could you do me a favor and tell our listeners and viewers um how important it is to recognize in your life when you got to do something different in order to make things the way that they need to be for you and balance that um, aspect i it's it's super important um and I, i'm i'm probably a different person when it comes to this now now knowing what the issue was mm-hmm. i'm cold turkey stuff like the Virgo on me say you cut it out now and so you can get to where you need to be and mm-hmm. finding the, the balance. I went from my numbers being to 479, Ooh. cutting out sugar, cutting out lemonade, cookies, pasta, mm. bread, fruit. Like I've cut all that out in the last four weeks. You know what I'm saying? And knowing that I've cut it out, I don't have a diet regimen plan. I have a, I got to get this out my system plan. So mm. whatever I got to do to do that, what I got, that that's what I'm doing. I don't, you know, I don't really care because I got to get healthy. Like, I don't, I don't have an option. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. I don't want people to be like, they 
Church, you lost. I can, well, you lost a whole lot of weight. Now I know why I lost weight, and now I have to be honest about it. People asking, "What you? What you working out?" Yeah, my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, me and the mouse. <laughs> but, but in reality, you know, you you be like, okay, something, something ain't something ain't right. Yeah, you know, some what's going on, um, and. Taking your health is important. My my daughter's ten, and she lost her grand. She lost both her grandfather last year in December. Mm-hmm. She can't lose her father. You know what I'm saying? And my other yes. daughter lost her actual um, a real father last year in September. I'm saying so. All these things I'm losing is close. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want y'all to show up and be like, "Dang, what happened to church?" You know, because right. the fact that we don't always check on everybody, we just see you at the open mic. You don't know what's really happening in your life. Like, what's life? Life be life, and then and life take lives. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? We, we ain't got, we ain't no cats. We are humans. <laughs> humans don't bounce back all the time. That's right. You know? Um, and uh, you know, I don't ever. You know, with us going through the COVID situation, I got COVID. In 2020, whenever it came out first. Me too. It. The um, big one, the Delta variant, the one that was yeah. killing people. Right. So I got that. <laughs> and yeah. I was down for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, Me too. And you didn't know why. It's probably, it could have been because of that sugar, because that's why I was down as long as I was, because I had a compromised immune system. Ah, got you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And yeah. what happened was, I'm a people person. And mm. I couldn't see people. I couldn't like people would bring by stuff and leave it on the door, oh, you know. And so you you go through these moments where you not only now I'm isolated. I can't talk to people. I can't sit and have a conversations. Like you don't. You're sick. You don't feel well. Like I don't have enough energy to get up and come down the steps. Like those moments in your life make you want to be like, is this what it feels like to be on my sick bed? Mm. You know, and that that changed some stuff for me. Like, yo, like I gotta figure out what's going on. Like this, I I know it's supposed to be COVID and I'm sick. Like I coughing up lungs. I'm having, I had dreams. I can't of, walk to the bathroom right. without getting out of breath. Right. I had dreams that I was dying. You know, mm-hmm. and just like this this you know, and then that's my fear is to die in my house and no one knows. Oh my God. You know, and then no one knows how to get in. <laughs> you know, and then because I work alone, like, um, and no one, if no one calls and checks, they maybe think the church just answer answering the phone. He'll call me back. You know what I'm saying? So those things are very important. Like, have a plan. Like, I know I got to do some exercise. I know I got to get that. I know I got to make sure that something I got to get good. But now I'm walking and drinking more water. Like nice. I was drinking water already, but I'm drinking water and it doesn't feel like I'm drinking it just to replenish myself. I'm drinking because I want to go going to get this is the funniest going to get something from a fast food restaurant and only getting the piece of meat. And some without water. the bread, no bread, 
you don't need no fries. So uh, you know that's just sometimes look, sometimes I want that filet of fish meal. Man, that thing will put me over 300 and I'll feel it. Yeah. I will feel my lips tingling. Uh, I will feel it in my body. You know what I'm saying? But, but and I don't know if yours is, I don't know how far gone yours is or whatever. You know, I'm not going to speak on it because I don't want to. But for me, I if I'm going to do something like that, I need to go for a walk. And that'll probably take care of it. But at the same time, we ain't always going to be in that position. Right. I mean, of course, they say you can reverse type 2 diabetes with great health and more um, nutritional choices. Um, but we definitely just got to, you know what I'm saying, in the meantime, between time, keep it stepping with the health and wellness and exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. Right. You know, I, I, when I'm sitting at a computer, I'm sitting there working, but most of the time I'm up in the shop, back and forth. Mm-hmm. I am, like, they say I need to get a Fitbit, you know, that's, I, I want to see about getting one, you know, that, I, I know that the steps I'm doing, I'm doing for me versus doing because the doctor said it. Right. That's the part, like I, tomorrow I have an actual appointment to go, um, but I'm doing this for me because I need it. Not because you said and I think that's the part that's going to be a difference. You know, I don't eat a whole lot of, like, I don't eat pork. I don't eat beef, you know, mm-hmm. I eat chicken and turkey. So my, I'm limited already. Right. <laughs> you know? So now I'm eating. But thank God you don't eat beef and pork in excess because that would be a cholesterol issue mm-hmm. or, you know, what have you. But um, can you do me a favor? And um, we're going to have to wrap up because we get about an hour. I just want to thank you first and foremost for coming mm-hmm. on. I need a couple things from you. If you could just summarize all the things that middle-aged people can do from your perspective, health and wellness, body attitude, nutrition, real quick. Um, if I had to summarize uh, what you can do is one, change your perspective. Change how you see it versus seeing what you're in versus seeing how you can get out of it. Remember, ain't nothing but a purpose. And if you don't know your purpose, you're just you're just walking through life. Focus on what makes you happy. Changing how your friendships are. And if someone's not in your life, that don't mean you got to cut them off. You reposition the people. You're going to still need people in your life. So learn to reposition learn to walk through life not looking at people but smiling at them there's a difference when you smile at someone the energy you get back i give hugs because it's an exchange of energy yeah I, I don't i don't know how to tell you it, 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 hug on somebody love on somebody and be real yes. about what you want out of life because tomorrow not promise and if mm. you know tomorrow ain't promise promise yourself every day that you would try to be better that's all i got baby Look, there we go we'll see the culture right it's, there it's to the culture right there that's the culture right there listen real quick can you tell folks where they can find you on social media we can also um, oh. put it and put it inside the post um that Ooh. we put up on instagram and on facebook um mm. just a couple plugs plug yourself um, and where they can find you, your physical address in okay, so. durham Here's here's a <laughs> so one uh, you can follow me on Instagram Church Da Poet 
Um, you can follow me on it's all these Instagrams. So follow all Instagrams. Uh, Church D A Poet, Black Poetry Theater. It's theater spelled R E not E R. Follow City Soul for my cafe. Uh, follow JRC3 underscore designs. That's JRC underscore designs. That's the graphic company. I also have a graphic, uh, not graphic, but adult uh, poetry uh, company called Foreplay NC. We do a lot of poetry events. Follow that. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, is that it? I think that's all for Instagram with Joseph Churchwell on Facebook. Um, and that's about yeah joseph church on facebook grc3 designs on facebook um yeah um and also i do have another line i have a her line um it's a women's uh not just women but it's a women's line called her line which mm -hmm. is about love her comfort her support her believe her uplift her all the things that could be the er added the h and everything could be her so we want to love her, comfort her, support her. So, so that's like a t-shirt line and a, a movement you created. Uh -huh. yep. Oh, dang. Uh, okay. So we'll be coming out with some more uh, right now. You can come to the shop, forty-five seventeen Hillsboro Road, Suite one hundred three B in Durham, North Carolina, two seven seven zero five. You know how good it is to say that? Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds real good. Dude. And we are so proud of you. Man, listen, yeah, it, it took a long time. I was in my house and I moved to the complex, um, which the complex, if you don't know, is an artist studio where mm -hmm. we, you can go and actually um, do events. You can go get uh, photography, videography. You can go do music, uh, music and sound production. It's three different studios there. Um, wow. So you can go check out the complex for two X's. Um, man, listen, it, and I'm connected to the link. It's man, I'm, I'm connected everywhere. So if you ever got a question and want to ask something and don't know where it's at, hit me up. He's the plug. I I am going to give you whatever you need to know. And if I can't do it, I find somebody that can. That's right. Well, we really appreciate. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Oh, ahead. Um, I'm coming. I'm man. Listen, I'm a, I'm gonna come back and some start doing some poetry stuff too. I gotta. I gotta come back to the borough. I haven't been a while. Been a while in the borough. Come do some poetry and stuff. Okay, we're welcome no to have you. We're welcome to have you. When you and let me know when you start back. But I will. Well, right now we're on Clubhouse. I'm gonna start back. It's just like the same as you. Things shifted. Like, but I, I literally our lives have mimicked one another. Like 2020, COVID. Oh, what was it? I don't know. I want to say, yeah, they passed. They, my, my grandfather, my dad passed, and I had COVID, and then I had a transitional housing situation. A lot of things occurred where I had to regroup. Mm -hmm. And now that things are planing out, I'm able to think clear and do what I need to do. A lot of times, like, that's why I do this show, Middle Aged Um, You know, when you're young, you're doing things, you're moving, you're shaking, and then stuff starts happening. Life starts life. And, and you get into a place where it's like, like, I think even one of our first phone conversations, I spoke to you at length when my mother was in the hospital and we talked mm, for a yeah. good long time. Right. So, you know, just life be life and, and it's everything life affirming. You don't want to admit that you're getting uh, seasoned. I don't like to say older, 
you're getting seasoned, you got to make some different changes in your life. And once you get a hold of it, you'll be unstoppable. Like uh, you, me, and many others like us who have really just taken the charge and understand where we are in life and keep motivating forward. Um, I Go ahead. Yeah, um, you about to say something. I like to, I like to say I'm getting older. I like I tell people I'm 46. Me too. I'm for I am 46. I'm, me I'm too. Okay with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, hey, I'm not coming out. I'm not doing that. I'm 46. You know, I'm okay. I told somebody last night I'm not 25. I'm not 35. I'm not 45. As soon as I hit that 45 mark, I'll go ahead and say I'm about 50. I right. like to say that. I'm about to 50 years old. Don't play with me. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm okay with it. You know, and I, and I I'm adjusted to that. Like I want, yeah. you know, the beard actually, you know, it, it means something now because it's got all these grades in it. So, right, yo, we will talk all evening. Look, I we want to really thank you for coming on to the Middle Page Podcast. We've had Joseph Churchwell, entrepreneur, organizer, poet, and just all around great individual. You uh, can reach us, huh? Go ahead. I was on. Put the uh, put the information they can follow me also in the private in the chat. Okay, that'll be okay. That'll be cool. Um, you can also reach us at info middlepage on Instagram. I'm Sharita C W Dela Cruz, and this was the Middle Page Podcast. Have a good one. <laughs>